welcome to uh, Lanto's store as we do our coffee time at Lanto's. Kind of a little earlier in the month this uh, this month, Chris, because we got a special arrival of a train tonight. Right, right. You know, in the last uh, month it was Thanksgiving, so we didn't have a show. So, uh, but you couldn't ask for much better weather for the train to come through. Exactly. 20 degrees, they're thinking, a little bit of snow cover. So we got... Uh, at least the white stuff on the ground, and not it's not brown out there. Joe, I was up in uh, Duluth. Uh, went up there Tuesday and came back yesterday, and and it reminded me up there of Upper Michigan because you know in the old days up there they used to put these uh, orange uh, styrofoam balls on their antenna. Of course, nobody's got an antenna anymore, but Duluth is a lot of snow. You proceed with caution in town because. You kind of inch out at the intersection on the on the residential or business streets and and just kind of take it slow because you can't see until you're out out there. Isn't that amazing? Because I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago that they had that really heavy snow and yeah, it's 22 gonna, inches. It's just going to continue to mount up. I oh, think oh, up there. Oh yeah, but yeah, otherwise it was well, it was uh, I don't know, close to 20 below there yesterday morning. Uh, in preparation for that, that uh, Monday, it sounded like my car battery was getting a little bit weak, so uh, quick put a new battery in there. I didn't want to be uh, uh, captive up there, so but everything worked well. But yeah, there, it, it's there's a lot of snow up there, and uh, yesterday morning woke up and you couldn't see the lake. We were just across the road from the lake and. It was nothing but steam out there, or fog, or whatever you want to call it, but uh, Duluth is always a nice place. Yeah, it doesn't happen often when they have to close the lift bridge. <laughs> right, that was too much ice on there for that 22 inches, and uh, it took them uh, two or three days to get all the ice off there to lift it, so yeah, that's, but the lake was open when I when we got there on Tuesday, so it's not froze over yet. Yeah. Did, did you notice any ship activity or not? Uh, no, we got there uh, close to dark on, on Tuesday, and we left yesterday, and you couldn't see what was going on in the lake. Although I did hear a, a horn one time during the night, so uh, uh, there was some traffic out there. And that, you know, that's the unique thing. You know, in, in Minnesota, if you want to really just kind of get away to a different place, there's no better place in Duluth because it is so different up there with the you know with the ships coming in and the big oh, lake and it, it's it's a fascinating town. There's uh, and yesterday we uh, my wife belongs to a group uh, up there and uh, she was too afraid to go by herself, so I said, well, I'll drive you up there because she really enjoys those people, and uh, we went up there and the roads were good. Although if you got a clean car, it's not going to stay clean long. It, it's pretty well salt covered now, but uh, the roads were were really pretty good. And it's not a long drive up there. No, it isn't. It's what a what a neat place to visit, though. So you had some business with the right Hennepin up there. Is that no, the no, or? no. My wife belongs to a Sami group, and okay. she really gets along well with the uh, with the people, the ladies up there, and. Uh, she really enjoys it, so I felt it was important for her to go. And but in her later years now, she's gotten more of a chicken as driving, and or maybe common sense. But uh, I'm young enough in my mind that uh, 
uh, how dare the odds and, and but probably the mind is the only place where I'm young enough but it was it was a good time and and we had a uh, very nice people up there we should mention too um uh, there's a special event coming up Saturday it's going to be the bluegrass uh, gospel christmas it's going to be at the DC Performing Arts Center at the high school there and uh, free ad, you know free admission with you know they're taking some donations around to um, to help fund it um, if you have any questions, you can call Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah's number is 320-894-5178. Otherwise, just plan on coming. 6.30 Saturday, again, at the D.C. Performing Arts Center. And uh, they'll have uh, Pearl Grace and Company, which is the Williamson family of, of Oklahoma, um, the Malstead family, and also the... Uh, uh, I believe it's Kingerly, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, family uh, is going to be performing. You know, mentioning the 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 school and that, I I have to share a little story that I heard this week, which I think it'll be kind of fun. You know, a while ago we had Annandale Embroidery here, right? Oh yes. And 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 she had developed some nice caps, right? The Coffee Time Atlantos caps. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, here's the here's the fifth grade class at the uh, Cocado uh, Elementary School, and this kid's got the Coffee Time Atlantos cap on, and some other little kids going, "What in the world is that?" You know, see, <laughs> his mother explained to him that that is a radio show. Okay, yeah. but uh, he just couldn't understand, and he told his mother he just doesn't understand why this kid's wearing this cap with Coffee Time Atlantos on it. What 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 grade was that? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Yeah. Well, there's. There's a couple young kids what uh, they remind their parents to put the radio on that as time for coffee time at Lantos. Uh, on a different note, Joe, just a little little history. You know, there's so much talk about immigration, and this is not political. But anyway, I had my wife, she knows a lady who will research family history. And... Uh, Lanto is a Sami name. Okay, so I had, I was curious on how long my grandfather was here before he became a U.S. citizen. He came in 1884, eight years old, and I found out that it was illegal for him to be a citizen until 1908 because of the Asian Exclusion Act. And then coincidentally, uh, a judge in Duluth ruled that we were five-fifths human and white enough. So uh, in 1908, they uh, did away with that act. And But then my grandfather applied for citizenship, and he didn't become a citizen until 1921. So that was 37 years he was here. He owned three businesses by that time, or different ones and finally owned the store here he bought that in 1908 so you know that that's a long time and that was not uncommon there a lot of the uh, Finnish people and some of the Swedes and uh, maybe some Norwegians have a little Asian blood in them with the Sami so uh, uh, interesting tidbit for our history it's good to know some history and again you know so much immigration and so many changes as this country grew, oh yes, it it uh, you know I was surprised to find out that I'm Sami because my my parents never talked about it, or, or part Sami. My mother's side, I don't think, or Rockla. That's 
that's I think just finished but uh, so I was but in Finland Sweden and Norway Asami is kind of a second-class citizen so when they came they didn't get off at Ellis Island because you needed papers there they went to Sault Ste. Marie Canada and then walked across that was they were instructed to do that they were recruited for the mines and in Canada they didn't need papers because they just wanted people and just walk across and and uh, you're in the US and and you pass for Caucasian so yeah, there was no questions asked and so that it's it's good to know your history and and so that was uh, interesting to to learn you know that uh, 37 years is a long time to be here and not be a citizen but uh, everything worked well and and uh, I'm, I'm grateful they did it or they did it and uh, and so like I said, that, that was uh, informative information for me. And they came to really work at the mines. I mean, that well, was that's the big what draw. They, re they were recruited for because they they uh, were known to be hard workers and didn't complain. And so uh, that that's some of our heritage you know just so a little bit of politics involved in that isn't there chris <laughs> well well i not meant to be it's meant to be informative <laughs> you're right but yeah it it is it is interesting when you take a look at immigration and how oh yes how yes you know that this country was built on immigration you know and, and so it uh you know then always uh there's always somebody to be stepped on or look the Irish had their share and then my wife uh, reads a lot or used to read a lot before she had cancer and uh, in down at Denison Iowa during I, I don't know can't remember if it was first world war or second world war the Germans were frowned upon so one night there during the night they picked up the German church and moved it to South Dakota <laughs> so everybody's had their their uh, uh, share of being ostracized and I think that's the importance of really understanding history so well, you really understand how all of this got to be and and so uh, my son used to live in Omaha or, or in uh, st. Louis or just out of st. Louis Missouri and uh, so one, one time when we went down to visit uh, down there, uh, my wife says, we're going to go to Denison, Iowa on the way back. And, and now Denison, Iowa is uh, pretty Hispanic, you know, but again, I have a son what, what is uh, engaged to a Hispanic and another one what's uh, dating pretty seriously uh, Hispanic so from Honduras and he can speak flu sp fluent Spanish he's one of those guys who can pick up the languages just like that and uh, so life is interesting but it's nothing but evolution it, it keeps changing it is you know we want to get kind of get back to the topic today because today again um, is the day of uh, when the holiday train will be coming through and I believe Tim will be starting the broadcast around 3.45 this afternoon from Loretto. Give us an update on uh, how things are going in Loretto and, 
and uh, let us know when the train will be leaving Loretto. And, uh, Dave Larkin will be in Buffalo, and uh, he'll be doing the same thing as far as uh, talking about the pre-show party that's going on there, talk about the train's arrival, and then when it heads off to Annandale, and then from Annandale, uh, Jeremy Wheeler's going to be out in Annandale covering that, and also Jeremy's going to be playing music. We'll, we'll talk to Jeremy. Jeremy is here today, too. So we'll talk to uh, Jeremy about what he has planned for the uh, holiday train. Uh, we did want Tom Cherry from the Annandale Food Shelf, so maybe he still will come. We're still waiting for Tom. Well, there's always hope. There's always hope. But again, uh, no matter what, we're going to talk about the holiday train visit to Wright County. We're going to do that right after this. Located 60 miles west of the Twin Cities near Annandale, French Lake Auto Parts is an automobile lover's dream with 100 acres of car and truck parts on site. Whether it's that rare piece for the collector car or an engine accessory to get that fixer up or running again, French Lake Auto Parts will do their best to locate it. French Lake Auto Parts, your choice destination with a personalized staff that welcomes you by your name. French Lake Auto Parts, a world leader in the automotive recycling industry and family owned since 1956. Lanto's store at French Lake invites you in for a fill up on gasoline, stock up on groceries, plus enjoy a hot meal from their in-store deli. Lanto's store also has fishing supplies and bait and a good selection of Red Wing shoes and boots. Lanto's store, the home of the French Lake studio, where we broadcast on the last Thursday of each month at 10.10 a.m. for coffee at Lanto's store. Lanto's store at the corner of County Roads 37 and 3 in French Lake. Well, we're back here at Lanto's store in uh, French Lake as we are doing our coffee time at Lanto's. Kind of a little different time period because of the holiday train visit tonight. We've decided to uh, do our broadcast today. And uh, the next broadcast of December would basically follow the day after Christmas, which is not a really good timing for everyone. So this will be our December visit as we have coffee time at Lanto's this month. And uh, with us, uh, Jeremy Wheeler. Well, good afternoon. I should say good morning, Jeremy. I, I say don't, don't make the day go any faster than it has to already, Joe. There's lots on my plate today, but good morning to you as well. It's a beautiful day out there, nice fresh coat of snow. We're getting all ready for the holiday train this afternoon. Yeah, you you had kind of the holiday bus this morning. Huh? You, you you drive bus for Annandale. So. I, I do, yeah. we uh, I, Like I said, when I pulled away from the bus garage this morning, it was you know just a light little snow, and then magically when I got up there uh, a little bit north of town, towards Clearwater, it was uh, darn near whiteout conditions. So a little bit of everything all in one day here. But school was on time today. School was on time. Believe it or not, I was actually pretty close to getting there on time with the bus. So it's amazing what we can push those things through. So that's kind of how fast the day goes for you as a school bus driver. You've got those duties, and then uh, I'm sure you're going to be driving this afternoon. And uh, that's how fast a day goes with that split shift, I would guess. It huh? does, it does, yeah. And, of course, joining here, you down here at Coffee Atlantis is always a great time. And, you know, hopefully Tom gets down here. I had a chance to meet Tom and his wife, Nita, on Monday. I went over there. There's an interview that I did with Nita that we'll hear tonight as we're doing the live broadcast for the holiday train. Uh, but I had a chance to see that Annandale food shelf up there. And I tell you, Joe, it's quite an operation. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. It's such, it's, it's, a, it's just a well-oiled machine. 
machine. It's, you know, people come in, they fill out, you know, their, their order, and there's a great group of volunteers in the back picking things and so many different things to think of. You know, when you think of food shelf donations, you think of, you know, a jar of peanut butter or a, you know, box of macaroni and cheese, but it's so much more. There's, you know, fresh produce that they have available and meat and just a, a wide array of things that they have at the food shelf. And we should talk about, you know, Jean is usually down here talking the food shelf. She wasn't able to make it today. But, uh, you know, we always stress that, you know, people have a misconception of what the food shelf is really and who it's for. Very true. That was one of the, the real telling things when I talked to Nita in the interview. And, you know, she said point blank, most of the clients that are coming in there have a job. It's just that that job doesn't meet you know all the things or maybe there was a car repair that month or maybe there was a you know who knows what other expense that came in you know it's not these people are are, are you know like you and me joe they're out there working trying to trying to make ends meet and some months they just come up a little short and that's where the food shelf really comes in and i think that's the important thing to let people know that it, when they do have a trouble and, and things are tough that's what the food shelf is for okay so don't feel guilty about going to the food shelf and take you know and and getting some food because that is what it's for and and that's why it's here for absolutely. you absolutely and you know they're you know they didn't the the people at the front desk didn't know who i was you know when i was coming in to do an interview i kind of showed up unannounced and it was you know it was incredibly welcoming the people were there you know ready to help you through the process and ready you know knowing that it's a a, a tough time for people that have to come into the food shelf it, it was just a, a great experience all in all at the Annandale Food Shelf. Yep. And what a great facility Annandale has now that they built this new uh, beautiful uh, food shelf up there so that it can serve a lot more people and a lot better. It is. And talking about the great facility, it's been, you, you mentioned right Hennepin a little bit ago talking with Chris. They've been a part of that as well. Some of the, the new refrigeration and freezers in there came in part from grants from the right Hennepin uh, electric Roundup association. Program. Yep. yep. And, and it's been a great thing for them. I said, I mean, there's, they've got walk-in freezer, walk-in cooler, you know, just like I said, there, there was meat, there was holiday turkeys. There was, you know, like I said, fresh produce, fresh apples and peppers and, and all sorts of great things in there, and it's all—it's all really because that that you know you've got to have that refrigeration and the freezer capacity in order to take those kind of donations. And you know we should mention too all the stops of the holiday train. That's what it is that designed for. It's to help those food shelves. So you know in Loretto area there, it helps them. It helps Buffalo's area food shelf, Annandale's. Kimball's. I mean, that's what the holiday train is all about. It, it's a fun thing to go and watch and see all the lights, but the real meaning behind it is all of the uh, the money that is funded and, and helped to provide more and more during these uh, for the food shelves. That's exactly right. That's what Nita said during your interview as well, that the, the holiday train is, is by far their biggest fundraiser of the year. Canadian Pacific has been amazing. Every year that donation check seems to get bigger. I know in Annandale, and I'm assuming in the other communities we'll be at tonight, You know, our Annandale Lions Club is out there collecting donations. You can bring food. You can bring uh, cash donations. You know, And that's something, too, talking about those donations there was a lot of food on the shelf the one thing joe that i saw and nita mentioned that it was a little hard for them to buy because a lot of times they're talking you know bring money because they can turn you know nita was showing me a lot of different items that you know they're able to get from second harvest or some of their different suppliers for pennies on the dollar you know you and i might go and spend five dollars on something they can probably go and get you know 10 times that amount for that same five dollars just because of the way they're connected but the one thing she mentioned that they have a little bit of trouble finding because there's not necessarily the suppliers 
is the personal hygiene things, things like youth and adult diapers, um, shampoo, soap, a lot of that kind of stuff that a lot of us take for granted. Those are a little bit harder items to find. So if you're thinking about bringing out a donation tonight for the holiday train, think about bringing a personal hygiene item with you. Good point. And again, uh, it's kind of nice to know, and I'm sure that all the uh, area food shelves have that same concern. Absolutely. But, you know, and like I said, it just it's such a great program that they have, and there are a lot of great resources for people. I know Nita said, you know, their primary primary service area is kind of that Annandale, Maple Lake, Clearwater area, or excuse me, South Haven area. Um, but they never turn anybody away. If you're not sure where to go, you know, stop into one of these food shelves. You know, they say they never turn anybody away hungry, but, you know, they can also help you find those resources in your community, in your area to help you out. Now, as I look back on our history, I think we've been involved with the holiday train as far as the radio station for about 20 years, because I think that was the first time that it made a stop in Buffalo is kind of when we tied in. Now, Annandale, I believe 15 years. Is that right for Annandale? I want to say I think last year was 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. So I think this is 16, but it's it's amazing. I know... uh, with the the Annandale Chamber shared uh, some drone footage from Rick Seagraves, one of the realtors up in Annandale, that he shot. If you have a chance, go check out the Chamber's the Chamber's Facebook page because it's pretty amazing both to see the train from the air and just the crowd that comes out for it. Because you're right, Joe. In addition to the fact that it's you know a, a huge fundraiser for the food shelf, it's an incredible show that they have going on for the holiday train. The train by itself is quite the spectacle, and then you have got a great performance that goes along with everything as well. Yeah, I'm going to take a look here. I know I have the information I, on I, the performers, too. So I've got it actually right here, you Joe. You have it ready. Okay. I was. When you started talking about it, I'm like, oh, I better find that. i got to admit, I haven't, I haven't done any research on these. I haven't listened to any of their music. But we've got Megan Patrick, Tanika Charles, and Kelly Prescott. I think Kelly Prescott has been on there for a couple of different years. I know last year the Trues were on there. Joe, I had never heard of the Trues before I listened to them on the train last year. They're one of my favorite bands now. So you may not have heard of these guys, but make sure to get out and listen to them because they do a great job. Yeah, they put on this nice 20-minute music show. Uh, so what they'll do, they'll get the, the uh, train in, uh, they'll park the train, and they'll open the stage sherry, which is basically one of the boxcars, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll drop down into the stage, and here comes the, the performers. And again, 20 minutes full of fun music, and, uh, you know, talking about music, uh, I know that uh, Loretto plays a little music before their mm-hmm. performance, and, and looking at train arrivals, I believe uh, it l- looks at about 4.15 at Loretto, uh, and then if you look at Buffalo's time, it's about 5.45, and again, same thing happens, you know, we'll have some music, and then there are also singers at the Buffalo uh performing thing and what we love to do and i know you do it here in in annandale too when you play the music at annandale jeremy is is you get that holiday train song going Mm -hmm. as that train is pulling into town train yeah everybody as we're getting closer it's going to be about 7 15 it's supposed to pull into annandale and i tell you as we start getting close you know i'm where everybody's looking down the track because you can see that big headlight of that train coming and as soon as you do we uh, we we crank up the the holiday train song and everybody kind of goes crazy as it as it pulls in and it you know takes a 
couple minutes for him to put the stage down. And, you know, Joe, I've been watching the Holiday Train for pretty close to all 15 years that it's been coming to Annandale. And it's still, you know, even for me as a rush, when, as an adult, it's that, you know, when they drop the stage down and that, that fog and steam rolls out from the stage, it's just such a rush. It's just a, you know, it's just a fun atmosphere. It's just a great night. I really look forward to the train every night. In fact, Joe, I'm actually missing a Cardinal basketball game tonight so that I can go to the Holiday Train. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> I know it's tough for you to give up Cardinal basketball. So, I uh, and you know, talking about and it's important to know because they only open the train from one side. So, as you know, at your Loretto, you're going to be on the north side of the tracks, or the yeah north side of the tracks is where you want to be. And obviously, that's where the parking lot is, the area there in in Loretto. So they'll have everything set up uh, when you come into Buffalo. Uh, then it's going to be on the south side south of the tracks. Side of the tracks yep. Okay, so then it's not going to be on the side of Culver's. It's going to be on the other side. So, you know, before the train comes, if you want to see the show and all that stuff, you want to safely get mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. tracks way before the train is even approaching. So I know you can park, you know, uh, on both sides of the of the tracks there. But, you know, make sure you know that in Loretto you're going to be on the north side. Uh, Buffalo is on the south side, and then when you get to Annandale... It is on the north side again. It's on the north side. Yes. And again, with with the road closures, I know a lot of people in Annandale, there is a little bit of parking at the Lyman Post and Beam, which is right uh, right there if you get there early enough. Otherwise, you know, make sure to stop on Main Street. And I, Joe, I always... I, I, I always, you know, I might be a little bit biased, but I always say Annandale is the best stop because, you know, it comes at 7.15. It's a great opportunity for people to get out and enjoy the local businesses. Lots of local restaurants in all three of the towns that, that it's stopping at tonight. You know, get out and enjoy some, enjoy a meal at a, at a local restaurant. Support that local, the, you know, that's, that shop small mentality. And then come out and enjoy a great night at the train. And a lot of folks, they just like to park along the tracks because I've noticed that too. I know... I think it was a couple of years ago, Dave Larkham, I believe, uh, rode the train. Uh, and, you know, that was the comment he made. It was just amazing mm-hmm. at how many cars, especially at the crossings, were parked waiting for that train to come yeah. by. And, like, the, you know, even without the performance, the train itself is a sight. I mean, you know, from... From engine to caboose, it's covered in LED lights and you know animated things. It, the train is—it's a spectacle just to just to see. And I look forward every year to see you know what have they what have they changed, what have they improved. I mean, it's an awesome sight to see, Joe. All right, again, Loretto. We're going to be there about uh, 3:45. Uh, trains should arrive about 4:15. Uh, we'll have coverage from the Buffalo uh, right by Culver's there. Uh, and we'll have coverage there right after the train leaves Loretto, uh, right up to 5.45 when the uh, performance starts. And then uh, Dave will let it, uh, Jeremy know uh, via the radio when we'll be leaving uh, Buffalo to head to Annandale. So that way you can kind of track the, uh, the train. Once in a while we have delays. So it, it's kind of good to know, you know, if you want coverage on the train and you want to know if it's on time or mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. you want to make sure to check that. Um, you can check our Facebook page. I'm sure you'll be 
posting things. I, I believe you did Facebook Live last year, I did. too. That was the point I was going to bring up, too. If you just, you really need to come see the train in person. But if you can't or you want to go back and watch it afterwards, last year was the first year we did the Facebook Live. I'm planning on doing that again tonight. We're all, you know, go to our, our Facebook page, KRWC 1360. Make sure to like us, and you'll get an alert when I go live. We're going to go live from Annandale with the train performance. So that's normally when I when I sign off the radio and and uh, just make sure to check out the Facebook page. It's it's a great thing. And you know, if you want to remember what last year's was, go back and search our videos on our Facebook page, and you'll find last year's train performance as well. It's worth a watch. All right, and again, maybe we can do that at the other locations too. Jake will be with uh, Tim in uh, Loretto, and uh, Dave uh, will be. And Ron, I believe, will be at the, the Buffalo stop. And I believe Shelly's going to be there, too. And then in uh, Annandale, then you'll be in Annandale. So mm-hmm. good coverage of the holiday train tonight. Again, uh, make sure to tune in for that and look for updates on our website and our Facebook page as well. Again, Jeremy, thanks a lot for coming out to Lantos and Absolutely. talking about this fun event that we're going to be involved in tonight. Absolutely. It's, like I said, Joe, the, the holiday train, it's it's you know i look forward to it all year long because it's it's the event that you just can't miss and again like jeremy was mentioning before you know if you're going to bring some items for the food uh shelf bring those personal items mm-hmm. you know kids diapers adult diapers you know toothbrushes combs the things that you know the, those little things that we take for granted and you maybe don't think about come from the food shelf but a lot of that kind of stuff does and it's harder like i said when i, I had the great interview with with Nita that we'll hear tonight, she said that's one of the harder things for them to find because they're not readily available at a lot of their suppliers. And otherwise, if you bring cash, and uh, I know that they'll have the cash buckets down in Loretto, they kind of walk around with those, and uh, and we'll be talking to a couple of folks that are doing that in Loretto tonight when we're in Loretto. Um, and in uh, Buffalo, I know they have an area where uh, they'll be taking in the cash donations as well, and then Annandale as well. Yeah. Annandale, the, the Annandale Lions Club is all set up for us. They normally have their little trailer set up kind of off next to me. I'll be there playing music, of course, starting probably at about, about 5.30 or whenever I, uh, whenever I get started. I've got to get there early to get my spot, and the, the Annandale Lions are there. They do a great job collecting stuff there as well, and normally Santa Claus is wandering around as well. All right, all kinds of fun activities with the holiday train tonight. Again, we encourage you to uh, keep listening to KRWC. Also check out our social medias as well on uh, this big event that comes to the county tonight. And again, Jeremy, thanks a lot for visiting with us. Thank you, Joe. All right, well, that'll do it for our Coffee Time Atlantos for this December visit. We'll be back in January, and we'll be talking about the Cocado Museum's new escape room. That'll be even opening before we do our... uh, uh, talk with them, but uh, look for that information also on January 5th. They've got their holiday open house that they invite you to, too, at the Cocado Museum. Thanks a lot for tuning in today to Coffee Time Atlantos.